shot. He scores! And the Ballers win! Helena is no longer undefeated! I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Barons win! Barons win! Cody Jansen stopped 92 out of 95 shots, including a penalty shot in overtime. Somehow he still only wound up the third star of the game. You like that? Jansen has a heart. Y'all smoked it, crack! How we doing today? Let's go. It's Cody Jansen. What is going on, World Hockey Report? We are coming to you live. It's a beautiful Tuesday. Yeah, no tea cool Tuesday this week. It's Cody. We're hanging out. It's sunny outside. We're buzzing. Battle of Alberta coming up. Are you kidding me? What a round two. It's stupid how lucky we are right now. And I appreciate everyone tuning in to watch World Hockey Report today because we are going to have a show. We'll wrap up. We'll recap round one. We'll cover all that. We'll cover our bases. We'll talk with the saddest fan bases. We'll talk with the happiest fan bases. Everything coming up to start the show. And then we'll recap or we'll get you set. For round two at 1240, Harpy Pander from Hockey Night in Canada is going to join us at 1230. Everyone knows him from 10K Takes, Boss Man Bats, Jack Leverance is going to hop on. And then the happiest fan in the world, Jimmy Collins. Yes, that's right. Captain of the Morning Skate Kenny is going to hop on here in about 15 minutes time. We'll talk Rangers beating the Penguins. And yeah, they got their hands full in around two with the Hurricanes. But we'll talk about all that. I wonder where Ked stands on that one because, uh, yeah, he might be a fan of a couple of guys in Carolina, but I think his alliance bleeds blue way too deep to even consider consider sympathy for those hurricanes. But first, I got to tell you, it's Cody Jansen coming to you live from the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios saying what's up because it's going to be a great show. We got a lot to talk about, and you can join the conversation. Yep, that's right. Join the conversation right now. Any thoughts you've got, get them in the chat. If you're watching on the Hockey Podcast Network, 12 Ounce Sports, Facebook, Zingo TV, wherever you're watching from, you can join the conversation. Get a question. You got a thought. Who was the MVP? Who was the MVP on round one, in your opinion? You got to pick one. The MVP of round one. Kind of an interesting question. In my opinion, I think there could be multiple, but I actually think the most outstanding player in round one came on a losing team, and I think it was Jake Ottinger. Now, that's my thoughts. Again, if you got them, join the conversation anytime. Let me know. Maybe I'm crazy. I thought Ottinger was ridiculous. He was the only reason Dallas had any sort of a chance against Calgary. And that game really, sh- or that series probably shouldn't have gone seven. Game seven definitely should have gone to overtime. Calgary squeaks by. We'll break down the whole Battle of Alberta. We'll give you a full preview tomorrow. Cam Moon will be on the show, voice of the Oilers. We've got a Flames voice coming up here too, but I I can't spoil that one for you yet. Full Battle of Alberta show coming up tomorrow. Other first-round series, though, let's start in the East. The Rangers and Penguins. Because I know we'll get to it in about 10 minutes' time with Ked. The Rangers, this series was way too damn close. Like, 
kind of embarrassingly close, if you ask me. I don't know how on earth a team with their third string tendy can push Carolina to the brink. Are the Rangers that bad? Or I don't know. Like I am really curious in seeing how they hold up against Carolina because if they get waxed, we'd be like, well, I guess it's the Rangers. They barely got past Pittsburgh, who was all banged up, injured, and using their third goalie till game seven when they used a goalie with a broken foot. Or are they going to come out buzzing and being like, well, I guess they did just beat Malkin, Crosby, some hot young guns, and, you know, a a pretty hot third goalie. Like, the the story, the script can really be flipped either way if you're a Rangers fan. So kind of you're in a win-win situation. But I don't think beating the Pens is anything to brag about. Like, welcome to the series, Panarin. Took you till game seven overtime. Zabinijad was sick. Other than that, Shesterkin was shaky. Not a great start to his playoff career. Again, he'll have his time. I know, I know, I won't jump the gun. Maybe when he's 40, like Mike Smith, he'll be a stud in the playoffs. But until we see it, I don't know. I'm leaning towards Carolina. Our picks will be out today. If you want to connect with us, we're on Twitter at World Honky RPT. I'm on Twitter personally at Janner on PXP. And Tyler Quills there at TJKU29. He's still got a number. I don't. Okay, moving along. Boston, Carolina. Probably a series that shouldn't have gone seven, but it was a homer series. Carolina wins all four of their games at home. So say what you want. And again, I'm not going to call out a specific media member, but to say, oh, you're not in trouble till you lose at home is the stupidest saying in all of media or all of hockey slang slogans, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. That's a pretty bad take because Carolina proved you're not in trouble until you lose at home. It's not rocket science for them or really not rocket science at all. They did what they needed to do. They got the job done. Boston's not an easy out. Like that's not an easy out for anyone. You're facing Pasternak, you're facing Hall, Marshawn, Bergeron. Like that's a team where, Yeah, they're not cup contenders, but they're far from slouches. So maybe kind of a hidden bomb in there, but Boston's not an easy out. Not surprised that one went seven. End of the day, Carolina's a deeper roster. Yes, their goaltending sucks. It's going to hurt them in the future. I don't know if it's going to hurt them that much against the Rangers. But maybe our guy Harper will have a thought on that down the road. Also, Bolts, they beat the Lightning game seven. Toronto, I'm sorry. I don't even know what to do with you right now. Like, if you're a Leafs fan, what do you do with this team? First, scary shit with Marner actually gets gunpoint robbed in a Tobacoke. I mean, that sucks. <laughs> like, not to make a joke of it, but, like, what a shitty week for that guy. Get knocked out of the playoffs and then get, you know, held up as hostage at gunpoint. Yeah, that doesn't sound like any fun. But, again, just my thoughts there. Uh, Yeah, luckily Marner's not hurt. The Leafs, though, what do you do with this team? You can't score when you need it. You're going to have to re-sign Campbell with what money? Bunting? They are in a world of hurt. And, again, if you've got a thought, you can join the conversation. Let me know. I'm, I'm curious to know what people watching think of the Toronto Maple Leafs and what they need to do moving forward.
like, do you can you, you can't trade Tavares at this point? I, I'm pretty confident his value's gone downhill. Do you consider moving on from a Willie Nylander if it brings you a starting goaltender with term? I don't even know who that would be. Maybe it's a stud defenseman on a good contract. Like a, I don't know, Chikrin and... I, I don't even know. I, again, join the conversation. You people are smarter than me. That's why you're watching this damn show. It's Cody Jans and World Hockey Report here. Moving on. Leafs lose to the Lightning in seven. Then you got the Panthers beating the Capitals, the Washington choke artists. No surprise. Ovi hasn't won a series since going to the cup final. I don't know why anyone would be high on the caps. I mean, Eric Krause said it too. He said, hey, I don't have any faith in this team. Might steal one. Might be competitive. To win? To win a series? Yeah, you need a starting goaltender for that. That's something. That is something that Washington does not have right now. Sam Sonov ain't a consistent starter. Vanacek ain't a consistent starter. Maybe they're 1Bs at best. They're basically anti-Ranta at their ceiling. But you still don't have a starting goaltender. You don't have Braden Holpe standing on his head anymore. You don't have Philip Grubauer choking in the first round. What? How funny is that to look back on that season and be like, they were down two cap in that first series? Kind of a shocking turn of events for Washington. But again, they've done absolutely nothing. TJ Oshie had a six series. I mean, that's a guy everyone can kind of get behind. Then let's move over to the West here quickly. Colorado, they get past Nashville four straight. Easy peasy. Nashville didn't stand a chance. Connor Ingram played good. End of the day, you need a lot more. They also signed Askarov. And again, I, I didn't want to hit on too much NHL news because who really cares about NHL news at this time of year? But they just signed Askarov to an ELC. You got to assume he's going to be in the American League next year. But is he really an American League goaltender? Like, well, World Juniors, I hope he plays. Because maybe that's a better test. Maybe that's a more realistic goal line we can give him, we can take a look at. But I have a hard time believing that Yaroslav Askarov is going to be a starter in the American League next year. I don't see it happening. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's bias there. But let's call it what it is. Askarov hasn't been good when he's played on the biggest stage. The biggest stages he's played in have been the World Juniors. He's not been good enough there. Hasn't at all. So are we going to look at his, you know, Russian hockey numbers, KHL, VHL, MHL, and really take any value into that where he's on the richest clubs, he's on the best teams, he's got the best players all in front of him. There's two teams in Russia that can compete, really, money-wise. Moscow, St. Petersburg. He's on St. Petersburg. I put absolutely nothing. Is that a good zero? Nothing. Nothing into it. So, if you want to tell me that you think Askarov is going to be the goalie of the future in Nashville, he's got a lot to prove. It'll be Saros and Ingram next year, as it should be. But that team's got to figure something out. Like, Duchesne ain't working out. I don't know. 
Everyday Hockey, what's up? What's going on, Everyday Hockey? Got a bold take, a thought on round one? Let us know. The Beer Sports, whatever podcast. Hi, I subscribe. Everyone should subscribe. If you're on THPN, hit the subscribe button to the Hockey Podcast Network. Best content coming out, THPN. Awesome watch parties as well. Beer Sports, whatever podcast. You got a beer of choice for round two? Hit us up with a suggestion. Join the conversation right now. Other series, holy, we got two minutes. Three series, two minutes. Can we do it? Yeah, yeah, we can do it. Uh, Minnesota loses out to the Blues. We're going to talk with Bossman about this one in depth at 12.30. But uh, essentially, Minnesota, you built the team without depth. What did you expect? It's kind of like Dallas, kind of like Boston. Now you're playing good teams every night. It's not the regular season anymore. If you don't have that depth, if you're going to rely on Kirill Kaprizov to win you a series, he better be as good as Connor McDavid. He better be stealing you games. Also, your goaltending situation, Bill Garrett being like, yeah, I'm happy with him. I think I'll bring him back. You sure? You sure about that, Bill? Are you sure about that, Bill? I don't know. I uh, Again, I got my own thoughts on the wild. We'll dive into that later. Calgary beats Dallas in seven great series. Intense battle. Calgary gets a lucky one from Johnny Gutierrez in overtime. Another welcome to the series for him. I think that was his second goal of the series. Clutch. Wasn't a great performance by him. I, I think if there's any skepticism, yes, Tanev's banged up. That sucks. But also, where's the goal scoring going to come from against Edmonton? I don't know. And then the Oilers, they beat the Kings in seven. Connor McDavid shows up, steals them a series. Great performances, game six and game seven. That's what you need from your superstars. Yeah, they're still going to need a little bit more of that, though, against Calgary. I got a hot take on that. We're coming up uh, on a commercial break. Then when we come back, it's Jimmy Collins from the Morning Skate on World Hockey Report. Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. (laughs) 
take your game to the next level with Pro Rock Hockey Sticks. Pro Rock is changing the way we buy top of the line twigs. They're lightweight, balanced, and provide the perfect kick point. Whether you're a pro hockey player or a beer league legend, Pro Rock Hockey Sticks are made for you. They're at a price point you can't beat. So check them out today at ProRock.com. Play like a pro rock. It's Stealing Cup playoff time in the NHL. And if you want to save some money on your next ticket purchase, sign up for SeatGeek and use promo code WHR when checking out. It's that simple on SeatGeek. When you use promo code WHR on your first purchase, you'll save $20. What we do here is go back, 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 back. All right, let's go. Segment two, World Hockey Report, Cody James, and with you live on 12-Ounce Sports Hockey Podcast Network today. Say what's up, join the conversation. You got a question for our next guest? Get it in now. We're going to be talking Rangers and Wild for the next 20 minutes, and you can join the conversation yourself. Be sure you use promo code THPN if you're signing up on DraftKings because we're coming to you live from the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios, and all we talk here is hockey, and that's why we got our next guest on, Jimmy Collins, better known as the captain of the morning skate. Ked, what's going on? How are you feeling before round two against Carolina? Because your adrenaline had to be through the roof that night. I saw the videos. It was wild. It was electric. And I know for you, that's basically a Stanley Cup. No, it, um, well, it's not a Stanley Cup. But before I get into it, I hope Glenn's listening right now. And uh, I just want to ask him how that tasted. Because the Rangers, they're the comeback heads. That, that's what I'm calling them. Uh, it just the the poise that come back three games in a row uh amount I'm on as NHL against them you have Mike Sullivan crying Ooh, I'm Mike Sullivan I'm crying that's what happens and and you know it's the hockey gods at the end of the day uh they gave the Rangers the bounces when they needed it uh, to me just winning a playoff series this year that's what I wanted you have a young group there don't really know if they're Stanley Cup ready but let me tell you what if they beat the Hurricanes they very might well be um I'm pretty pumped up. It, it was it was it was incredible. You, the Rangers released this video today where everybody kind of records themselves watching the games and the game seven Panarin scoring and everybody going nuts. Every every Ranger fan was like that, so it, it was really good and it was just it was awesome to beat the city's just known for bringing clean into the world. So it, it, it's good. I'm buzzing over here. So you're not worried at all that it took the Rangers seven games to get past Louis Domingue. They don't ask how they ask how many when hey listen we're one and zero in series play right now. Uh, what makes me feel good is the fact that the Bruins took Carolina to seven games, um, and uh, the Rangers. I mean, throughout the pretty much forever, if the team has a backup goalie, and the Rangers they, they always suck. So the fact that they were able to pull that off, I'm happy about it. Looking forward, I know I know Carolina definitely has more depth, but at least we don't have to see Sid the kid every single night or Jake Gensel. So that makes me feel pretty good. Um, and again, I, I'm just pumped that the kids are getting their experience. Keandre Miller looks like an absolute stud. The kids' line was playing really well. Mika Zibanejad heard my words and decided to wake up for Game Six and Seven. Igor, he kept him in in Game Seven, so you like to see that. And you know, we start off on the road. If we can take one on the road, you saw the Garden, the Garden's a jungle, baby. 
And uh, I, I'm not worried. I'm, I'm convincing myself that they actually might really make a run here. So I, I'm pretty thrilled. So the garden does look like fun. I will give you that. I'm a little worried about Igor Shesterkin, though. Give me confidence in him. He's got, like, there's no way he's that bad in round two, correct? So you could say he's that bad. It kind of goes. It goes he like, sucked. So, Mike Smith was I, better I, than him. Well, the Rangers didn't really play all that great in Chicago. Uh, granted, he didn't come up with that one save to kind of keep them in a few games that they lost. But hey, they won. That's all. That's all that matters to me. It's next series. It's like Bill Belichick. I'm on to Cincinnati. I'm on to Carolina. Who, by the way, is supposed to be this inclusive, like everybody's family friendly? They're not letting the Rangers fans into the rink now, which to me sounds very divisive. They signed Tony D'Angelo. What kind of program are they running over there in Carolina? See, my dog's even hyped up about this right now. It's insane. It's it's insane. So I, I think uh, hockey gods will shine down again. The assistant captain of Morning Skate barking in the back. All right, give me two X factors to the series of why the Rangers can beat Carolina. Uh, power play. Uh, I think their power play is really starting to buzz when they get on it. I mean, you look, you know what was kind of wild? DeAndre Miller had a, had a breakaway. I think he took the penalty there in overtime. You had all the Pittsburgh fans complaining that should have been a penalty shot, which is insane, the fact that somebody would complain that they'd want a penalty shot in Game 7. But they, they put it away, and you like to see stuff like that. And here's another little X factor. You probably know a little bit more about him than I do because he played in the Western Conference for a little bit. But Tyler Mott is one hell of a player, man. He he completely rejuvenized the fourth line. He plays hard. He's fast. He had a breakaway there on the PK. He plays the game the right way, and it's kind of nice because you have Frankie Vitrano up on the first line. If he's not really performing, you can move Mott up if you really need to. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the good young defense, Ryan Lindgren, if Ryan Lindgren doesn't come back, I don't know if we win that series. The Rangers play different with him. Guy's an absolute warrior. Always want to play with him. And then if Mika Zibanejad can play like game six and seven, we got a really good chance. But he can't go ghost for five games. So those would be my factors. What about Panarin? I want your thoughts on him. I mean, everybody's chirping him. He really didn't play all that great, but he was still over a point per game in the playoffs. So it's like one of those things, and it, it was kind of like that throughout the regular season. Larry Brooks came out with tons of articles saying Panarin's not playing his best hockey, and it's like, yo, he's still putting up a ton of points. So the fact that the Rangers were really able to do that with Panarin, I mean, still contributing but not playing his best hockey, Mika Zibanejad not playing until game six, you look at things like that, and you got to be happy because if they come and they're ready to play, anything can happen there. So. Who had the most disappointing loss? Let's let's snap it around here. Who had the most disappointing loss in round one, in your opinion? With the Rangers, or are you just talking about? Just, just no, 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 not the Rangers. Not we're we're on. We you know we know you're going to pick the Rangers to beat the Canes. We we've got your thoughts on that one, Cat. What's who had the most disappointing loss in round one? Because there was a lot of game sevens. Yeah, it's got to be the Leafs, right? And, and it's one of those things where they lost again as another game seven. Matthews and Marner still don't have a series win, but they, they definitely played better, I would think, in the round in round one. But it, it's one of those things where now they're not they're probably not going to move on from Dubas. They're not going to move on from Sheldon Keith. So they're just going to run it back, and it's probably going to be the same damn thing again next year. And, you know, that sucks. I would say Pittsburgh losing would be disappointing for Pittsburgh. This is the last time you're going to see, like, Malkin, Latang, and Crosby together. But – I'm not crying over it. I'm actually pretty thrilled about it. It sucks to suck Pittsburgh. So I, I, I wonder why. Okay, last one for you. Give me a number. How many games does it take uh, the Rangers to beat Carolina? I'm going to go in my head if the Rangers are going to beat Carolina. It's going to have to be one of those things where they kind of dominate a couple games. 
and, and kind of get into the Carolina's head. I know Freddie Anderson's coming back, which actually makes me more confident for the Rangers. Uh, I'm going to take the Rangers in six. There we go. You heard it there first. Jimmy Collins, morning skate captain. Ken, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Hey, Glenn, see you soon, bud. See you next year. <laughs> Enjoy round two. Ken, right there, hopping on World Hockey Report. Everyone knows he's a great follow on Twitter, too. The videos after the vibe. This guy absolutely lives and breathes Rangers hockey. Like, Reg's number one fan. You know MSG's going to be buzzing, and he's the one out there causing havoc. And, yeah, him and Glenn can go at it. They can join the conversation. They can talk about it. But we're going to switch gears and head to the state of quote-unquote hockey with our friend Bossman from 10K Takes. Jack Leverance joins the show Jack, are you over the loss yet to the Blues, which I'll just remind everyone was in six games? No. No, I, I honestly don't think I'll ever get over it. Um, you know, Cody, they say the definition of insanity is uh, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And I think as Wild fans, we're going into the playoffs with hope every year, expecting that this will be the year. And in fact, it never is. And we're going to be living in this insanity hell for the rest of our lives. So I'm just trying to come to terms with that. But to answer your question, I've not gotten over it yet. So with the loss, though, what stings the most? Like, what part of it do you look back on the series and go, that's the one part that I hate the most about losing to the Blues? Um, I think it was like the fact that that was our series at one point. You know, it'd be different if, like, every game we were fighting and just didn't have enough or, like, you know, we were losing in overtime. Like, but there were two games where we dominated, right? It was, I believe it was game two and three. It felt like there was a turning point that happened in the series, specifically game three when the Wild go up 2 nothing with, like, two minutes into the first. I know Kaprizov got the lucky bounce off Huso skate, but... We were up two zip and it was like, okay. And, and, and you could see in, in like the, the blues fan base of Twitter that like this was a turning point and it was our series now. I, I think the fact that we flipped that so hard still just stings. Give me your thoughts on the goaltending situation. Like how shocked were you that they literally rode Flurry until they could get Cam Talbot cold and throw him in as a scapegoat? Yeah, that was that was bad. I'm, I'm the biggest Mark Andre Fleury fan in the world. If you follow me on Twitter, oh, I, know. Uh, I tweet about him almost daily. Yeah, you're well aware, but I think the whole back and forth thing was like working. Like, you know, you start Talbot one game, maybe two, then you switch to Fleury when Talbot needs a break, vice versa. They, they should have just rode Fleury the whole series. I think throwing in Cam in game six was kind of, in my opinion, kind of a big screw you because it was like, all right, well now, you know, Talbot's, cold as shit he's got to come in to game six an elimination game he hasn't played in two weeks at that point you should have just you know dean should have just stuck with the decision to ride flurry and you know just die on that hill but it did kind of put cam could put cam in a tough situation so even as, as a flurry fan and i don't hate cam either that's what everyone thought you know i just i thought that flurry and cam were both solid goaltenders and i think he could have switched off a little more uh rather than just throwing cam in game six just to hope that something would change Paulus texted it in and says, what's up, Jack? Thoughts on Dean Evison? I mean, he meant, he meant to spell Evison. Dino? Yeah, give me your thoughts on yeah. Dean. Well, Dino's the man. I, I'll ride, him and Billy G, I'll ride with them to the grave, in my opinion. Um, 
it, it really sucks that, you know, the, some of the decisions he made were tough. I mean, Bukestad never even got to see the ice, which, which was tough to see. Um, I think putting Kulikov back in the lineup was a horrible idea. I'm not sure why Goligoski got pulled. I'm not sure if he was hurt, but I thought he was having a pretty solid playoff series. I don't know. There are people on Twitter. This fan base blows my mind. I saw the word rebuild a few times, and I saw the word fire everybody a few times. Was it so coming I'm, from World I'm, Hockey I'm Airport? On, believe it or not, it was not coming from you guys. This was coming from wild fans. You know, Russo's mentioned. People were saying rebuild. I was like, what are you talking about? Rebuild what? Like, obviously, this didn't go the way we expected, but come on. Like, firing everybody and rebuilding is the classic Minnesota solution. I don't think it's the one the solution here. Okay, but they've got no depth and they're going to be, you know, throwing away $15 million into the ground next year. Like, how do you build around Caprizon for the next three, four years when you've got that much dead baggage you got to carry around? Yeah, you know, I this is, this is going to be a controversial take, but I, in my opinion, I believe that we will not resign Fiala in the off season. If I know, if I know Billy Guerin, he is fired up about his output in the playoffs and he's Fiala is going to want a lot of money and Guerin's just going to look at that playoff appearance. He's going to look at, you know, Fiala's first few weeks in the, this season. He's going to be like, this guy's too streaky and I want someone who can show up. And, you know, if, if you don't resign Fiala, that makes some more space. So I, you know, I don't think Dumba's coming back next year. Don't even want to get started about him. Um, I think Billy Geo figured out, man. That guy's a wizard. I, I, I trust everything he's going to do. I'm oh. not sure how he'll do it, but he'll find a way. That's what we believe. Okay, so Jack, why you and myself are in the running for Billy G's job when he gets canned is because we've got the best ideas here, and I'm going to pitch you one. Kaprizov right, for the next three first-round picks that the Arizona Coyotes have. Do you take it? I got I to gotta keep Kirill, man. This... This whole the future thing, I'm just I'm over that narrative. I mean, the Wild have been building for the future for what feels like a decade. And Three first round I'm, picks. I mean, dude, did you see Kirill in the playoffs though? I know like that. I, 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 I can't think of any scenario where you get rid of that guy. And people have thrown every single one of them at me, and I'm like, don't care, not Kirill. I'm just like. It's it's just it's insane how much better he is than everybody else on the ice. I think you got to find a way to build around him. So Cody, oh, he's chirping World Hockey Report here with like good takes saying McDavid was better. But let's be real: how much more do you value Kirill Kaprizov actually scoring goals in playoffs compared to McDavid and Goudreau racking up assists? Like, am I crazy? And again, I'm not the one firing out the tweets on World Hockey Report. We got 17 people with access to the account, but I think what Kaprizov. Wait, 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 wait! Stop there. There's 17 of you bastards who are chirping us at once. Okay, no, no. There's like five. I over exaggerate okay. once in a while. So, so. Okay, if so it's got five. three dots, and, and, it's me. Every time. Three dots, it's me. Okay. I'm a three-dot guy as well, so I can I can see that. All right. Noted. <laughs> Duly noted. That, that's why we're the bosses, three-dot guys. And then right, once right, in a while, any shitty take, it's probably Adam and anyone you know, you know, know not happy about the Washington Capitals. Definitely Eric. I mean, we can go on and on. But, again, Cody O is kind of chirping our take on the, the McDavid ones. But uh, – <laughs> 
<laughs> Eric says I don't chirp the or the 10k takes guys. Okay, so Eric is your friend. Uh, okay, back to the question that I just absolutely yeah. muffled up there. Kaprizov scoring in playoffs. How much more do you value goals than assists in playoffs? Because I think that's the definition of clutchness. Like I don't give a shit if you got a second assist, really. Yeah, I mean, we got an assist guys who you know we got Zuccarello. Zuccarello is like your classic assist guy. Like, like when he when he and Carrillo are not on the ice together, it's a different team. It's nuts. So I mean, there there are guys who can be assist guys to Carrillo, but if we're not able to re-sign Fiala this year, and if the wild were to do something that gets rid of Kaprizov, you just lost two of your primary goal scorers right there. Um, so I, you know, like I, you gotta have goal guys and, and we saw it in the playoffs. I mean, at the end of the day, people can chirp the defense all they want. They can chirp the goaltending all they want, but there were some games where we only put up one goal. Like it, it, the John Madden approach to sports, you got to score goals to win the game. If we can't score goals, then what's the point of anything else? So I'll, I'll always take the goal scorers. That's just my opinion. Do you take over Dino's job with those uh, pregame speeches there? Okay, one more. This one comes from Elias uh, Flurry Talbot. Happy with him? I had assumed that's based on the Billy G comments that he said he wants them both back today. I believe that's kind of the plan. Do you, are you hearing anything else? Are you happy with both of them? You know, I'm, yeah, I'm happy with both. I think Talbot, I, I think you just got to find a, a better rotation. You what know, do you think about his wife going forth. off, though? Oh, Talbot's wife? Yeah. Now, I, I I believe the tweets were deleted. I think there was just a single tweet where she said, we'll follow you wherever you go. And then I believe there was a middle finger tweet, but that tweet was deleted. So, Oh, I got uh, screenshots I of that just, one. <laughs> she was a little – I think she was just a little passionate in the moment. Kelly's a passionate gal. If, you've ever, if she's ever popped up on your Twitter feed because you're a Wild fan – She's a, she's a hockey girl, man. I mean, she was fired up. Her husband did get screwed over by getting thrown into game six with not having played in two weeks. You know, I, he's a class A professional, him and Flurry both, you know, they're both like, I want to come back if it works. So, you know, I say, I say we do it again. I say we run it back. Run it back. Just don't lose in six once again. Hey, boss man, I, I'd right. be reminisced. I don't talk because you got boss man bets coming out. New show. You're hanging out with guys every day, just getting winners until grandma gets let out of the cage. Uh, that's with 10K yep. Takes. Where can people find that and watch all your new content? Yeah, so 10K is actually making a bit of a priority shift into our content with uh, sports betting. Where you know there's There's some big names coming to town as we're working on legalizing it. So Minnesota is ramping up the betting stuff and you can follow us at 10 K stakes. That's one zero K S T A K E S. There's all sorts of uh, like betting videos. Like my show, boss man bets is just a minute show every morning of, of my picks and, and my no, no actual reason more of just like, I fucking hate this guy. So I'm going to bet against him kind of thing. But uh, yeah, if, if you want to ride the roller coaster of all the betting we do here at 10K, just follow 10K Stakes. It's a brand new page, so it's it might not pop up on your radar yet, but you'll see it. You'll see it eventually. How much money did you lose in round one? Um, yeah, decent amount. Um, I I don't know the exact figures because when I lose, I usually just like to close my eyes and just hit the pay credit card thing. So I couldn't tell you exact figures, but uh, being the homer that I am. I, uh, when the team loses, I financially lose as well, because I just can't, I can't not bet on them. It's just, it's impossible. And, and even in game, in game six, the wild were finally 
plus one and a half, but it was at like minus 210. I'm like, come on. People have way too much confidence in this team in an elimination game. So I still hammered it, still lost, is what it is. We're moving on. Yeah, we're uh, we're a couple of Browns down here. I guess you guys don't have colored bills in America, but yeah, a couple hundred uh, back. And yeah, I can thank the Wild for a lot of those losses too. I had more faith in them than I should have. But Jack, man, this has been yeah. a pleasure. Oh, we're getting comments coming in now on YouTube too. No way in hell do we move our three first round picks for Arizona fans. Uh, Shifley to Minnesota. These things are wild, Jack. Hey, I appreciate you coming on, buddy. It's all the. It's always a pleasure. And uh, I mean, go Twins, go right. Yeah, hey, we, uh, we 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 went rinse, wash, and repeat. We're on to the next team. Twins World Series 2023, 2022. Jesus, that year, yeah. Maybe 23 as well. We'll run it back two years in a row. Yeah, let's just hope COVID isn't around back then. All right, that's Jack Leverance right there, boss man. We're coming back with Harpreet Panda from Hockey Night in Canada. Way late for a commercial break. Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Take your game to the next level with Pro Rock Hockey Sticks. Pro Rock is changing the way we buy top-of-the-line twigs. They're lightweight, balanced, and provide the perfect kick point. Whether you're a pro hockey player or a beer league legend, Pro Rock Hockey Sticks are made for you. They're at a price point you can't beat, so check them out today at ProRock.com. Play like a Pro Rock. It's Stanley Cup playoff time in the NHL. And if you want to save some money on your next ticket purchase, sign up for SeatGeek and use promo code WHR when checking out. It's that simple on SeatGeek. When you use promo code WHR on your first purchase, you'll save What we do here is go back, 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 back. 
All right, let's get it rolling. It's Cody Jansen, World Hockey Report. We are coming to you live and late. Yeah, that's right. Our last segment went late, but huge shout out to Jimmy Collins, Morning Skate Kid, Captain there, and Jack Leverance, boss man over at 10K Takes for hopping on. We had to recap round one. We did. We had to talk about it. I know it's Tuesday, but round two starts tonight, and that's where we got a man from Hockey Night in Canada. It's Harpreet Pander joining us now. And I, I know Saturday... You're going to be up here talking Battle of Alberta, so we might as well kick it off with that series. Calgary, Edmonton. Who's got the advantage and why? Uh, it's got to be Calgary, in my opinion, just with the uh, regular season success that they had. Uh, you know, the games are obviously pretty close between the two teams, and even the last couple of years, you know, some seasons I thought Edmonton had the edge, but Going into this series, I think goaltending is, is a big one for me. And, and just looking at a matchup between Mike Smith and Jacob Markstrom, the edge goes to, you know, Markstrom. And uh, he had a solid first round. He had un- ridiculous numbers. It was like something like 0.943 for his uh, save percentage. So that's that's my one and uh, only big reason that I would take Calgary winning this series. Okay, okay. So I, I know Oilers fans are going to be unhappy that you uh, trashed Mike Smith there. <laughs> Not exactly. But how, how much of a difference maker do you think Connor McDavid can be? Does he have another level to get to? I mean, six multi-point games is ridiculous. But there's still a part of me that thinks that Connor McDavid hasn't played his best hockey yet. Well, it's going to be uh, pretty tough to top two points per game. Uh, that's that's a ridiculous pace that he's going at right now. And uh, he has already uh, put it up to another gear. So I don't know if there is another gear. That being said, even if Connor McDavid, you know, puts two points up per game, that, that still might not be enough, right? Because uh, we got to look at secondary scoring here. We got Dreisaitl on the top line now. He's, he's not 100%. We'll see how that ankle goes for him. So it's helpful that, Drysaddle is playing with McDavid now on the top line being injured. McDavid could cover back for him as a center. Drysaddle can take the draws. So a lot, a lot of question marks, but I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I don't think it's going to be five games. This series should be going six to seven games. Okay, Harper, you, you're the insider here. You've got all the information. What's going on with Drysaddle? What are you hearing? Not hearing much, you know, uh, teams keep pretty mum at this time of the year. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of surprised that it got out that it is an ankle injury. Uh, you know, usually all we get at this time is hey, it's upper body or lower body. Uh, you know, M- Mark Spector uh, from Sportsnet asked him straight up, you know, how, how was it? And he just gave a two word a- answer, right? Like, I'm fine. So he's not going to, you don't expect him to give much information at this time of the year. That's fine. So you're saying six or seven. You like Calgary in this series. I kind of agree with you. But again, how big is this for hockey in general? Like the NHL, they got to be smiling ear to ear. Like this is the best series you can put together in 2022. Maybe ever just because you've got the biggest star in the game now in the Battle of Alberta, like TV markets, like the ratings are going to be up. Everything's got to be huge. How happy you think Gary Bettman is right now? Oh, he's, he's probably smiling ear to ear right now. And uh, everyone should be happy about this. Uh, in my opinion, I, I think it's the best rivalry there is uh, from a historic standpoint. I mean, they've only played five times, but uh, 
you know, these, these teams, uh, they're three hour drive away from each other in the same province came into the league about the same time. Oilers come in 79 flames come a year later. These two teams just dominated the eighties, uh, you know, eight times between the two, they represented uh, a finalist in the Stanley cup. Um, you know, Oilers have the edge, obviously, uh, there's only one time the Flames won the series that that was off a of Game Seven Steve Smith goal, so it very well could have they they could have won all five. But just going back to it, it's it's hard to believe for me, Cody, that it's been you know 31 years. Um, you know, I caught the tail end of it. Um, uh, you know, I'm born in the 80s, and uh, I was just going back. Just I couldn't remember the Game Seven winner in '91, so I, I knew it was a taken in goal, but I just wanted to see what it was. And and you know what, it's not the greatest goal, but those are the kind of goals that go in uh, to win a game seven. Well, as you said, they've met five times. Oilers have won four times, 83, 84, 88, and 91. Flames, their one series winning against the Oilers, came in 1986. 31 years we've been waiting for this. It's going to be a great one. Now, the other series in the West, though, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Do you think St. Louis has a chance against the Avs? I, I think they got a chance. I mean, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be uh... – like Daryl Sutter, how he predicted in the first round, how it's going to be just eight days of, of playing the abs and you'd be done. Uh, you know, St. Louis, they still have a good chunk of the guys from their 2019 team. You never know if, if a goalie gets hot. Uh, you know, if, I don't even know who's going to play in that. But if it is uh, Billington, he's, he's shown before in his rookie season what he did. He was a big reason for why uh, St. Louis won the Cup. So, you know, it happens. You can have... Uh, you know, a David versus Goliath sort of thing, and you run into a hot goalie. And, uh, you know, it's going to take St. Louis to have solid goaltending to to even have a chance at getting an upset against these avalanche. If you got a thought on round two, join the conversation anytime on the Hockey Podcast Network, 12-Ounce Sports Zingo TV. That's where we're coming to you live from the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios. Harper E. Pander, my guest from Hockey Night in Canada. Obviously, I think Bennington plays a big part in this series, but for the Avs, it's can Kemper stay healthy. That's my X factor for them. Eastern Conference time. The Leafs lose again. I, I mean, I don't know how many more times we can talk about it, but the positive... We get a battle of Florida and Harpreet, correct me if I'm wrong. This could be the second best rivalry in the league right now. Yeah, it definitely can be. I mean, these guys went uh, to seven games the last time they played uh, the edge this time. It's, it's gotta be to Florida. They have the, uh, they had the better uh, record in, in the uh, regular season, but in the playoffs, that doesn't mean much. I, I think Tampa had a really tough time against uh, the Leafs and, you know, they got some timely calls, some timely goals that went their way. Uh, but that's playoffs, right? Uh, you can call it lucky. You got to be good to be lucky. So, you know what? These guys, uh, I don't know if they're going to get some momentum from that game seven. But, uh, you know, this this one here, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for Florida, right? It's just like, for me, I just, after any team wins two cups, I kind of start cheering against them, right? I'm not cheering for a three-peat for any team. Wow. And, uh so many and, and, people are saying that. Yeah, it's I I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things. Maybe it was a different team. I I don't know. But Florida, like, listen, man, these guys have been in the league since the early '90s. They finally get their second ever, or not second ever series win, but like, you know, they get out of the first round since '96. So, you know, those fans need something to cheer about. Jumbo Joe, you know, I I'd love to see him just, you know hoist a cup in his last season ever. I think it would be a great story. 
That's fair. Okay, when you're going to hit me with the pity storylines, Harpreet, now I'm getting the soft spot for Jumbo Joe. I kind of think a three-peat's cool. Like, that's crazy to me. If a team could win the Stanley Cup three years in a row, like, it's the hardest trophy in the world to win. So you'd have to give Tampa Bay so much respect for it. But, yeah, it's it's going to be an absolute battle out there. What's your prediction? How long do you think this one goes? I, I think this one's going to go the distance, too. You know, I'll, I'll go uh, Florida in seven. Do you, do you think home ice advantage plays much into this series with Florida? Like, they are selling out. They get a good crowd. But let's be real. It ain't that intimidating of a place to play in based on the way it seems. Yeah, you know what? The, the game seven uh, statistics are something like, you know, in, something like 75% the home team wins game seven. And we, and we kind of saw it in this first round that we just saw, we had five game sevens and it was only uh, the Leafs that lost at home. So it, it does play a part, but at, uh, that being said, you know, recently I've, I've, I've seen a lot of upsets go, go down on home ice as well. Uh, the upsets have happened more recent than before. I mean, if you go back 20 years ago, it was almost like a, a guarantee that you were going to win game seven at home. Harpreet Pander, my guest here. And I got two more questions for you, but I got to remind everyone, our headliner of the day is brought to you by SeatGeek. Use promo code WHR when signing out on SeatGeek and first-time buyers get 20 bucks off their first ticket purchase. SeatGeek, promo code WHR. Harpreet, the last series out east, Canes and Rangers. Are you a little worried about the Rangers based on the fact that they could barely get by Louis Domingue and the Pittsburgh Penguins? Yeah, I think they had some luck on their side for sure. I mean, uh, Shesterkin, it, it seemed like the day uh, the nominations came out for the Hart Trophy, this guy just started going the opposite direction. Maybe he got to his head or something, but uh, he was very subpar to me. I mean, he was uh, he definitely didn't stand out to me as one of the key factors to why uh, the Rangers even got past round one. And Carolina sucks on the road, though. That's the one positive is playing in MSG is arguably as difficult, if not more difficult than Boston, because that place was buzzing in round one. Do you think this goes the distance as well, or what's your pick? Yeah, you know what? I'll give it six. Uh, I'm I'm not even, for some reason, I feel like none of these series are going to be five or less. I just think that, you know, uh, minus the abs one, but, uh, you know, I, I think the Rangers will, win a couple of home games here. And, and you mentioned it, that, uh, you know, the, the faithful at uh, MSG, they're pretty raucous, right? They, uh, they don't, uh, they remind me of uh, the Philadelphia Eagles fans, right? They really just, they hate their opponent and, and they let it be known too. I mean, uh, Crosby's coming back from injury and they're just, you know, you could, you could hear the, uh, the taunting going on in the crowd. Roy on Twitter says Canes and four city life projects on YouTube says Canes. No question everyone's leaning towards them. And again, I am as well. And I think that Shesterkin shakiness from round one plays into that. I, I really, I don't know how you can have confidence in a guy who didn't look spectacular. Like, I, I don't know if he can change it around. Maybe time will tell. Uh, Harpreet, I want to finish on this one. Let's look back at round one. Who was your most outstanding player? You have to pick one player that really turned your head and you just went, oh, damn. That guy showed up to play. Could be a winning team, could be a losing team. Who's that most outstanding player in round one for you? I, I'm going to go with Jake Ottinger. Um, you know, for those who didn't know who he was uh, prior to this round or where he came from, they definitely know now. Uh, he's the 
sole reason to why the Dallas Stars even got to a game seven overtime. And, uh, you know, that kid gave gave them a chance to, you know, how many more saves do you want from him, right? Puts up 60-plus saves in a game six. And, uh, you know, it, it almost uh, thought like I, I almost had the feeling that Calgary's going to lose. Calgary's going to lose. I just kept thinking it. But uh, they pulled one out. So uh, good for good for this guy for making a name for himself. And that's what these playoffs are about, right? A lot of, a lot of the guys, yeah, sure, Shesterkin, he made a name for himself in the regular season. You know, he's the best goalie or, you know, nominated for that. But I'm I'm thinking he's going to get – the Vesna is a lock for him if he's a goalie that's been nominated for the heart. But then again, you never know. But that being said, this guy disappears in the playoffs. And Jake Ottinger, you know, he stood on his head. So if, there, if there's an MVP for round one, it's got to be Jake Ottinger. I fully agree with that, and I love how much you respect goaltenders. Harpreet, that's why you are the man. Thank you so much. Enjoy it. I know you got the best series in the world on Hockey Night in Canada, Punjabi, and you're going to be hanging out watching Oilers and Flames all, well, for the next couple of weeks at least. Thank you so much. Take care, man, and enjoy round two. Thanks, Jenner, and we'll do do this again soon. Take care. Harpreet Panda right there. He's the best. Go follow him on Twitter. Hockey Night in Canada's finest bright future ahead for them. I mean, we'll probably be seeing him on national TV here on the big, big stage. Hockey Night in Canada. He's the best. Go check him a follow on Twitter. And, of course, if you need to stay up, I know there's some late-night games coming your way again with round number two. Billy Smelling Salts, telling you, this stuff works. Billy Smelling Salts, 100%, the best way to stay awake. None of that crash. Athletes, gamers, everyone uses it. Billy Smelling Salts, punch in promo code WHR. Save yourself some money. Billy's Smelling Salts, promo code WHR. City Life Tampa Bay's got Hall of Famer Maroon on the team, so they win easy. (laughs) What if Maroon wins four straight? Does that make you an instant Hall of Famer? It's got to. It's got a Pat Maroon Hall of Fame if he wins four straight. Yeah, we'll lock that one in. Eric Krause, no guarantee Jack Campbell returns. What's their plan then? I don't know. Karel Vamelka out of Arizona. Maybe him, Chickering, and Barrett Hayden. No, not you're not getting that for William Elander. I've got zero clue, Eric. Um, easy trade, boys. Shifley at six million. Kalen the first and Beckman easy done. Soda pods making trades in the chat. Adam Vanilla, what's going on? Appreciate everyone hopping in. Stephen Parks, my team lost Pittsburgh Penguins. Stephen, I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, also MSG is buzzing. So there's a small part of me that's happy for the Rangers. And my guy, Jimmy Collins, morning skate, Ken, who we appreciate hopping on the show today. Yeah, we also appreciate Boss Man from 10K, Jack Leverance, hopping on the show. Go check out Boss Man Bets today. I know there's a new morning skate podcast out as well. Download it on your favorite podcast platforms or watch on YouTube at Harpreet Panda, Hockey Night Canada, Punjabi. He is the absolute best, a grade A analyst hopping on. Gretzky was a reptilian hybrid. I, I don't know what that means, Sarah. But, uh, hey, I'm going to assume you're a Gretzky fan. Everyone's a Gretzky fan. Who doesn't like Gretzky? L.A. fans love him. Oilers fans love him. Blues fans love him. Rangers fans love him. Hockey fans love Wayne Gretzky. But Connor McDavid, 
We won't mention who's the better hockey player. We'll leave it at that. Hey, appreciate everyone who's hanging out tonight. Enjoy round two. It's the Cup Playoffs. We're back tomorrow. Same time, same place. All Battle of Alberta. And yes, Cam Moon's going to come on the show. Until next week, everyone, be kind, be better.